Amen. Hey, how many of you like that song? Yeah, there's no such thing as impossible. Why, why do we let things get so big that they look impossible? Do you really know why? Because we focus on how big the mountain is instead of how big our God is. How great the problem or situation or circumstance. And I don't know if you're like me that sometimes you just hear all those lies that, oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get really bad. It's going to be difficult. It's gonna, you know, you're gonna, all these things are going to happen. You're going to go broke, busted, and disgusted, and everything's going to be bad. And, and you know what? And those, those are lies of the enemy. Because it tells me in my Bible that there shall be no end to the increase of his government. And that's the kingdom of God. Let's give the Lord some praise for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is continually advancing. There are people coming to Christ in India. There are people coming to Christ in Africa. There are people coming to Christ around this world that we don't even realize. There's over 20,000 people coming to Christ today. Did you know that? And we're looking at, well, not in America. Well, you know, America is just not the only country in the world. But it is a great country. Amen. Uh, we want to take just a few minutes and we want to be able to honor the AV team. So we're going to have the we'd like to have the AV team come on up, if you will. We just want to honor you guys. So Mike, Mike Miles, come on up. Christy Spann, Christy in here. Christy, come on up, if you will. Holly, is Holly in here? Is she, she, in the, she helping out in the back? Um, Justin, if you will, can you come on up just a moment? Jeremy Eilers, Jeremy, if you'll come on up. Robbie Holtz, Bobby Gaynor, Marty Creason, Cade Marlatt, Joe Hernandez is not here today, but he's, he's got a job. Let's give the Lord some praise for that because he was telling me a few weeks ago he had lost his job. You know, he had, he had, they, had to, they had to make some adjustments. You guys, a lot of the... <laughs> yeah, don't, I try not to stand next to somebody like that. That's how I feel when I stand next to Shorty all the time, actually. It's really how I feel sometimes when I stand next to everybody, but um, everybody but my wife. But I, I want to tell you guys, the AV team does, does a whole lot. Some of the videos and the things, the, the, the graphics, the stuff on the sign out front that you see, um, just the, the audio, the sound. I mean, these, some of these guys are here on Tuesday nights helping with Celebrate Recovery. Some are helping on Thursday nights for Gideon's Army and some things that are taking place there. So, you know, I just want to be able to honor them today. We're, we're a church and we want to honor them. It's not pointing them out and say how special you are, although you are amazing and you guys are special. You guys are really amazing in the things of God, but it's us to say thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the commitment. The word was commitment today. Thank you for the commitment that you've made to be able to make a difference. They do all of this behind the scenes so you can come in and not have distractions but get connected with God. So we just want to honor them honor them today. And we're going to give each one, Mike, we're going to give you a, a certificate. And there's Bobby. Um, Robbie, will you just hand a few of those out to Pastor Shelley real, real quickly? Jeremy, let me give Jeremy his. Jeremy, let me go grab him and give him his. And there, there may be some that you may not even realize that they've been back there. They've been doing these different things, running camera. Um, Jeremy does a lot of the upload sound. We have somebody that's on an iPad that's adjusting sound. So the Internet people that are watching via Internet... And you know what? There's times where I've just said, you know what? I don't even know if we, we can even continue to pay for the Internet being done each week. 
And then I'll get an email of somebody that watched us online. And somebody said that they were encouraged by the message. Or somebody that said the worship really helped change their life. And then I'm like, okay, we'll keep doing the internet thing. You know, because it takes people to do this. Guys, if you're gifted and you want to be able to help with PowerPoint or put the videos up or learn sound, and you've got to be, there's, a, there's giftings that are there that each and every one of you may have. If you say, you know what, I want to be part of the AV team, see Mike. Mike, and Pastor Sean oversees this also. He and Jody are back helping with the kids tonight and or today, and I'm very thankful for that. But Mike can help you get plugged in. But if you will, just stretch your hands towards the, towards the altar. We just pray right now over this, these guys. I thank you for their gifts. We thank you for their talents. We thank you for their commitment, God, that you've given them. I thank you for their service, that they're doing this, not because they get paid anything, but you, Lord God, you are the one that blesses them. You are the one that releases good things in their lives. I thank you for them in Jesus' name. And let's give them a round of applause, if you will. Guys, thank you so much. You guys may be seated today. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, get your seatbelt on. Get your seatbelt on. Hey, did everybody get a flag, wave a flag here? And you all are like, it's not the 4th of July. Everybody, come on, everybody got a flag, wave the flag. We can praise, you know, we praise with banners. Did anybody not get a flag? Put your hand up if you want one. We got them. I want to give them out. Amen. Uh, I, I do want to point out that um, it's an American flag and it's made in China. It does have all 50 stars. So that's good. If you didn't get a flag and would like one, or get, raise your hand. The ushers are going to give you guys a flag out real quick. They're also going to hand, hand out. There's a group right here in the back. Um, Robert, if you will, take a look at that group right back there and make sure they get a flag. Uh, we just want to help you. The, one of the things is today is Flag Day. Say Flag Day. Now, our government doesn't participate in Flag Day, uh, but um, it, it's not a federally recognized holiday. But let me just share a couple points on Flag Day while the ushers... Hand you out a bullet or uh, hand you out a handout for today. Each year on June 14th, we celebrate the birthday of the stars and the stripes, which came into being on June 14th, 1777. I'm feeling a little patriotic today. I went to my closet and I had a shirt that was red. You know, I had another one that was blue. And I said, Shelly, I'm wearing this shirt. It's red and blue. It's got some black, it's got some white in it. I'm feeling patriotic today. Bryce, is it okay if I feel patriotic? I love to feel patriotic at times. You know, I want you guys to know, I think we live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. We may have problems and we may have situations, we may have circumstances, but anybody agree with me that we live in the greatest country on the face of the earth? Get an amen. Amen. So let me, let me go on. It started in June 14th, 1777. And at that time, the Second Continental Congress authorized a new flag to symbolize the new nation, the United States of America. How many of you know? Well, me, I, this is a history lesson. One of the first flags had 13 stars on it. Anybody remember? And they were in a circle. Anybody remember? Does anybody remember what the flag was named? Who made it? Okay, everybody. Betsy Ross. Betsy, it, was, it was called the Betsy Ross flag because Betsy Ross was one of the designers of it, and she produced that flag. The Stars and Stripes first flew in a Flag Day celebration in Hartford, Connecticut, 
Back in 1861, during the first summer of the Civil War, the first national observance of Flag Day occurred on June 14, 1877, the Continental, excuse me, by the centennial of the original Flag Resolution. By the mid-1890s, the observance of Flag Day was on June 14th. It became a popular event. Mayors and governors began to issue proclamations in their jurisdictions to be able to celebrate this event. In the years to follow, public sentiment for the National Flag Day observant greatly intensified. Numerous patriotic societies, veterans groups became identified with Flag Day and the Flag Day movement. Let's just wave your flag a moment. Since their main objective was to stimulate patriotism, their, their objective was to stimulate patriotism. I, I fail to, there's a lot of things that we do, there's a lot of things we're involved in, and sometimes I fail to let you know what all has happened. I want you guys to look at this flag right here. This flag right here is the United States flag. But I also want you to know that that flag was actually flown over the Capitol. The United States Capitol. Senator Marlatt, I had be, when he was working for Representative Frank Lucas, we talked about it. And he was like, you know, you can have a flag flown over the Capitol, and we actually have a certificate by Frank Lucas that that was actually flown in Washington, D.C., over the United States Capitol. That actual flag was. It's not a replica. That flag itself was. They boxed it up. They sent it to us with a certificate. I asked Christy to take that certificate, and we're going to put it underneath there because that was flown, and it doesn't say flown for Eric Cox. It says was flown for Living Word Fellowship Church. Isn't that cool? Let's give the Lord some praise for that. So I thought, you know, hey, we'll, we'll hand out these, uh, these flags. And then also 4th of July is coming up, so you can keep them, stick them in your mailbox or something like that, and you can, you can have a gift. So let's give the Lord some praise for the American flag. Amen? Amen. And again, it's a heritage. It's important to me. I, uh, there, there's a, this is a book that, that I've got many years ago. It talks about our flag. You guys that have Google, you can Google it, get your own copy. You can look at the flag itself. Um, and, and what it really represents, the different types of flags, what they represent to our community. Amen? I want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. We talk a lot about the Father. We talk a lot about the Son. I want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. There, the Father, we believe in God in three persons. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God in three persons. And about it's probably been about six months ago when we first had the kids come in. We sat them down and we talked about the Trinity, the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. On Wednesday nights, we had been doing a DVD, and this has been a while back, that we had talked about the Holy Spirit himself. We talked about the Holy Spirit. We did a, we did a, a, a teaching, a week's teaching, a week's, many weeks teaching on the Holy Spirit. And how the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when we're baptized in Christ by becoming a believer, when we are water baptized and when we're spirit baptized. We talked about those different things. I want to just put, give you real quick because I think you guys need to be armed with an understanding of how the Holy Spirit works. I think you need to be armed with what the Holy Spirit does. To me... Um, We've been looking at some job descriptions. How many of you ever seen a job description where you're like, I got, I'm going to be hired for a job. 
What am I supposed to do? It's a job description. Well, this, in a way, is a job description of the Holy Spirit. All right? So we're going to go through this real quick. And um, I'm going to use this here in just a minute. This is going to represent the Holy Spirit here in just a minute. Let's begin to pray. Father, we just thank you that uh, you open up our hearts and our minds to just gain understanding. Your word says that people perish for lack of knowledge. Let us know, Holy Spirit, what it is that you do in and through and for us each day. We acknowledge you and we love you. We learn about you. Help us understand and get our understanding in, in this area. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people and they would do some tremendous things. You know, they, they could run faster and jump higher. They could do some supernatural things. It was strength that the Holy Spirit would come upon somebody and then he would leave. The Hebrew word, I'm going to put up real quick, the Hebrew word, Kadesh and Ruach, that's the Hebrew word for Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Kadesh and Ruach. Now you're speaking Hebrew. Good job. Now, the Greek word, the Greek word for the for Holy Spirit is number one is hagios. Say that with me. Hagios. The other one is it's pronounced pneuma. Pneuma. Hagios pneuma. So you can look at the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. You can see the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. In the very beginning, I want to I want to take us back to Genesis because I want to know who, who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? And he's the Spirit of God, and we start at the very beginning. Um, don't turn with me yet, but just let me give you some scriptures. Genesis 1, 1 and 2. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void. And there was darkness over the surface of the deep. And here it is. The Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. The Holy Spirit, God himself, with the dimension of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit was in the very beginning. So the Spirit of God was there. It, in the Old Testament, they, they're ta there talks about the Holy Spirit 24 times in the Old Testament. Do you know that in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit is talked about over 100 times? Over four times more than the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is talked about in the New Testament itself over a hundred times. So he's first seen in Mark chapter 1. Don't turn there. We'll just hold off. He's first seen in Mark chapter 1. Remember when Jesus, when John was baptizing? And he says, I'm going to baptize you in water. And Jesus was like, you know, John was like, hey, I don't, I, I'm not even worthy to tie your sandals. And, you know, God, Jesus was like, yeah, you need to baptize me. These things have to be done. Remember what happened when Jesus was baptized? The heavens opened up. And what happened? The Spirit of the Lord ascended like a dove. God spoke, and the Spirit of God landed on Jesus. So I'm going to use this as the Spirit. See right here? So if I run and jump, and if I do a cartwheel, I won't do it, Tatum. It would bring joy into the house. But if I did a cartwheel, would this stay on my shoulder? Okay, so if I would do certain things, do you think this would stay on my shoulder? So I'm just going to use this today as a visual for the Holy Spirit that is that is ascended like a dove. The picture of the dove is always a picture of Holy Spirit, always a picture of Holy Spirit. 
So he says, the Spirit ascended upon him, being Jesus, like a dove. In John 14, 26, the Scriptures talks about the Holy Spirit being a teacher. John 14, 26 says this. Oh, no. Let me get the Spirit back on me. Bill Johnson says, when you are saved, the Scripture talks about we become one in spirit. The Spirit of God moves in you. It's the Holy Spirit that moves in you, right? We all talk about it. Well, Jesus moves on the inside of me. That is true, but it's in the form of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is in you and on you. It's in you for you, and it's on you for others. Let me say that again. The Spirit of God, when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God moves inside you. For who? For me. And then the Spirit is upon us for others. Others, for others. So let's keep that in mind. First John 14, 26 says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he said, I will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Say teacher. So the Holy Spirit is not only your teacher because God has ordained it for you to be taught by others. He's using me today to teach you some things. So some people just get kind of wacky and they're like, well, I don't need to talk to nobody. I just got the Holy Spirit to talk to. Well, sometimes you got some things other than the Holy Spirit talking to you. Come on, somebody. But we, need, we also need teachers. God's ordained teachers in the Bible to teach his people. And there, there is the gifting of teachers. There is an office of a teacher. So God has ordained teachers. So the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Say teacher. So if I know and believe that the Holy, te- Holy Spirit is teaching, teaching has got to be a foundational thing in our life. We looked at the city of Woodward. And there's a spiritual gift of Woodward, and that spiritual gift, believe it or not, is a teacher gift. Out of the fivefold apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist, there is a teaching gift in Woodward, Oklahoma, and God's restoring that. That's why I believe one reason was, Bryce, that uh, Alva, there was a big fight between Alva and Woodward about who was getting the college. And see, I believe that since our prayers since 2000 and understanding this, all of a sudden now we've got a campus here with Northwestern Oklahoma State University. I'm telling you, the the rest of the story is that we started calling forth that redemptive gift, and then all of a sudden the federal government comes in with a million dollars towards building that college and putting a campus in here, a physical campus in here permanent, because that's God restoring the teacher gift in Woodward. Can I get an amen? Amen. So we got to believe that it's teachers. So what's the job of the Holy Spirit? What's his job? What do what I got to do? What's my job description? Number one, first of all, it's understanding the Bible. Understanding the Bible. If you've got your hand out there, I think that's the first one is to understand the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. Preacher, I don't understand it. Well, the Holy Spirit helps us understand it. I'm going to give you some scriptures. Luke 24:45. Then he opened their minds to understand scriptures. He, as in Jesus, the Spirit of God, began to open their minds to understand. Oh, I understand that now. Oh, I've got revelation of that now. I understand that. You know that the Spirit of God moved through Jesus. The Spirit of God moves through you. Can I get an amen? He's in you and on you for others. 
So say understand. The second thing is he helps us pray. In Romans 8:26, in the same way it says this, that the same way the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Man, I could just unpack that and just talk about, do you understand that the Holy Spirit is to help you in your weakness? And a lot of times I want Wayne to help me in my weakness. But if Wayne, and Wayne can help certain things, counselors can help, psychologists can help, but I'm telling you the true help is going to come from the Holy Spirit because he wants to help you when you are weak. Oh, somebody needs to hear that this morning. He wants to help you when you are weak because the Scripture says when I am weak, he is weak. So the Spirit of God is strong, and He wants to help you in the middle of your weakness. He says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, I'm not going to go in and unpack this is the gift of intercession that He's talking about. That the Spirit Himself will begin to intercede in groanings. Pastor, has this ever happened to you? Ask that. Anybody want to ask that? Pastor, has this ever? Yes, it has. I'm glad you asked. There was one there was one evening and I can specifically this is not weird, it's not wacky, it was different. But there was one evening and I can specifically remember that evening. Our kids were out. Our kids were out for the evening. They were older, teenagers. Enough said? They were out. I don't know what was going on, but I remember getting up and I left Shelly in the living room and I went into the bathroom, our bathroom, and I began to weep and I began to cry and I began to be on my knees and all of a sudden this was this gift of intercession. There was a groaning that came out of me and there's some of you that have experienced this and there's some of you that haven't. But if, you, if, it, if it happens to you, just let God do what he's going to do. Are, are you with me? Let the spirit have his, have his way. I was, I was groaning. Something had grieved and it went on for about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. And it was almost like it's over. I got up, I had peace, right? I had peace and went back and joined Shelly. I don't even know if she knew to this day. But those that happened, that happened, and I believe that it was the spirit of the living God. Oh, man. He came up on there. I got to not move around so bad. that let me, let me just, maybe I need some Velcro. But I believe it was the spirit of the living God that was inside me. That all of a sudden I began to, he began to intercede. And how many of you know it's per, God's perfect will? I don't know what was happening that night. I can't explain what was going on that night. I don't know if one of the kids might have been driving and there was an accident averted that night that didn't happen. But I believe God protected our children that night for a situation or a circumstance that was going on in their lives. And I didn't ask them. You know, they didn't come home and I go, what's, what'd you do tonight? <laughs> Why did you been in trouble? Because I've been in there interceding and praying and the Holy Ghost is all over me and I know something you did. What did you do? I didn't do that. Did I do that? I didn't do that. She was like, I don't know what night that was. Dad, you've asked me what I've done on a lot of different nights. But I believe it was, yeah, I believe there was protection and provision being taken care of through the Holy Spirit. So he helps us pray. 
Sometimes we don't even know the right words to pray. And the Holy Spirit will pray with you. So don't be afraid when you begin to experience that thing. He is there to help you. The third thing that I want to give you today is that we can get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Not only does he help us understand the Bible, not only does he help us pray, but we can get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. If you've got electronic devices, feel free to use your phone, your iPad or Kindle or Fire or whatever those things are. And, and, and let's look up 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm just going to read through it and we'll see. Paul was really originally talking about the wisdom of God. Anybody need wisdom? You know, and man's wisdom is good wisdom, but how many of you know God's wisdom is a higher wisdom? Oh, come on, somebody. When you get wisdom from heaven, you get wisdom on how to eat, or you get wisdom on how to exercise, or you get wisdom on how to do something, or you get wisdom on how to break out of something. Come on. Or you get wisdom on how to break into something. Man's wisdom's good wisdom, but there's a higher wisdom, and it's the wisdom of God. I see these girls over here with this flag in their hair, and I'm thinking, maybe I wish I had enough hair, hair to put my flag in my hair. I'll quit looking that way because I want to start laughing. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and when I came to you, brother, and this is Paul talking, I did not come to you with superiority of speech, of wisdom, or proclaiming to you the testimony of God. I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yet we do speak wisdom. Okay? Paul's saying, look, I came to you. It wasn't all persuasive. It wasn't like he was actually talking about the disciple Apollo. That, that, that he spoke with wisdom and he was charismatic. And Paul was like, I didn't come to you like all of that. He said, but among those, I, I do have wisdom for those that are among you that are mature. Here's what he says. A wisdom, however, that is not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And he goes on and he gives some scriptures in Isaiah, verse 10. For to us, God revealed them through the spirit, for the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. This is Holy Spirit he's talking about. The spirit of God. Remember, he was there in the beginning. Right? He was with Jesus. Jesus, we'll get to that, but Jesus said, I got to leave so the Holy Spirit can come and no longer just ascend on you and be on you and leave on you, but to be in you. And the Holy Spirit guides us today. Hello, come on, somebody. Everybody understand that? It's the Spirit of living God that lives within us, that leads us and guides us. He, he helps us understand the Bible. He helps us pray. We can get wisdom from the Spirit of God. Let me go on. He says, now that we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. This is verse 12. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God. The spirit of God wants us to know the things given to us by God. He wants, them to, he wants us to know them freely. Hey, God gives you 
love. He gives you joy. He gives you peace. He gives you righteousness just by what Christ has done. Are you with me? He gives you strength. He gives you mercy. He gives you grace. He gives you wisdom. You're talking about wisdom. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're talking about wisdom. He goes on and he says, which these things we also speak. And he goes on and he talks about basically praying in the spirit. He says, these things we speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man, or I put down unsaved man, he does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he can't understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Say, we have the mind of Christ. And the Spirit wants to help us bring wisdom. Number four, the fourth thing that I want to give you is he guides us. Say, he guides us. He guides us. And we can find that in John 16, 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. Real quickly, look at me. How many of you um, have, have a cell phone? Just hold your cell phone up if you've got one. I think I left mine at home, actually. Can I borrow yours? Everybody hold up the cell phone over there. Is, has anybody got um, either MapQuest or Google Maps or anything? Anybody got that on there? Okay, does anybody know how to use that? All right. Look, how many of you know how to use a MapQuest or Google Maps? Just raise your hand. I'm just doing a little survey. I'll tell you what, don't raise your hand. Wave your flag. How many of you know how to use a MapQuest or, or Google Maps? Okay, okay, I'm looking. Oh, that's the majority of us. Okay. How many of you know that would be called a GPS? You have a built-in GPS. Years ago, we went to North Carolina. I had some business I was doing there. I went to North Carolina. Um, we rented a car. We put in, this was when they were first coming out. We put in this deal to where we were going, and it took us to a neighborhood, and the pizza place was in the neighborhood. It was a guy's house. I said, honey, I think the, the map thing is, is wrong. Maybe this is the owner of the pizza place. Because there was no pizza in the neighborhood. We were looking for a pizza place. We put in the hotel room. We went to the hotel room and it told us to turn right. And we could see to the left right over there was the hotel. Are you with me? How many of you know that they've really improved the GPS? Actually, this has probably been six months ago, but I saw a little Google car drive through Woodward. Anybody see it? There's a little Google car, had a little thing on top, and I thought, he is tracking everything from GPS, marking points, putting things in, restaurants, and all this other stuff. I'm saying this because you have a GPS without your phone. You have a GPS without your iPad. You have a GPS without your computer. Come on, somebody. You have a GPS, and that is GPS stands for God's Powerful Spirit. Some of them are sinking in. G for God, P for powerful, S for... That'd be a good time to wave your flag or say amen or something. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Or you need to say amen, you wave your flag. <laughs> let's, let's wave our flag. We have God's powerful spirit in us. 
How many of you have been directed by the GPS? Let's see, a few hands. How many of you need to listen to the GPS? Okay, you guys can put your hands down. I don't want you to raise your hands anymore. How many of you, their spouse is your GPS? <laughs> I have given Shelly the permission, Cade, to correct me. Because I'm thinking about stuff and whatever it might be. I'm thinking about stuff and she's like, we have to exit up there. And I'm like, Eric, there's the exit. <sighs> what happened? I don't know. I was thinking. <laughs> so I've given her, she's my navigation. Hey, isn't that true? Right? I can laugh at myself. I do better. And a lot of times she's afraid to say anything. So she'll go, um, Eric, um, and I'm like, yeah. It was like, um, the exit's coming up. I'm, honey, it's two miles from now. Yeah, but you're in the third lane. And I know what happens at five o'clock in Oklahoma City when you're in the third lane and you got two miles to go to get over. So sometimes I make it. <laughs> I made the exit, baby. How many of you ever heard your GPS say, recalibrating how about recalculating have you ever heard your gps say make a u-turn in the first earlier days that we had one that gps kept going make a u-turn 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 recalibrating recalculating make a u-turn make a u-turn turn right turn right again turn right again turn right again make a u-turn recalculating recalibrating make a u-turn i said i said i think i i would like to invent it i i love my wife's voice and i would love to have it in shelly's voice make a u-turn recalibrating <laughs> Amen. We have a GPS within us and it's God's powerful spirit. You probably, you guys are going to think about GPS is now totally different. Now you're going to, because it's God's powerful spirit. Listen, Tatum, you guys can come on up. I'm going to have you guys sing a song as we close. Say GPS. How many times let's, let's get real a moment. How many times has there been situations in our life? And it's probably like, make a U-turn. Make a U-turn, make a U-turn, and you're like me, and you miss the exit. You mess up. Yes, I'm the only one. Father, I'm just the only one. We'll just let your saints go and your sons and daughters, but I'm the only one. I've, have to I've had to make U-turns. I've had to make U-turns. I've had to recalibrate courses within my life. So I need a map. I don't know about you, but Jerry, if you and I went to go to California... Yeah, I know we could probably get to I-40, but we would probably need a map to map out where we're going. Anybody know, understand? If you're going on vacation, do you just say, okay, let's get in the car. Which way are you going? I don't know. Turn three times. Let's head in that direction. Nobody does that. We usually have it all mapped out. Some people just have it all mapped out where they're going, where they're going to be, how they're going to stop. You got, you got, you got seven and a half minutes to stop at this restroom. We are going to, you got to go and you got to go now. Are you with me? Sometimes we get that. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kind of put this on pause right now because we have a GPS within us. And you know what I felt this morning? I felt, Holy Spirit, the GPS within us was guiding and directing us. I felt he was breaking things off. I felt he was setting us up for a, a breakthrough. Anybody need a breakthrough in our lives today? You guys hold on to that handout. We'll, we'll get to that uh, next week or the week after because next week's probably Father's Day. 
I just wanted to take a moment and let's just let's just begin to worship God today. Let's come to this place and worship and and allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do in us. There's some of you here today that didn't know that the wisdom you can get from God will change your situation and circumstance. Some of you may not have known today that the Holy Spirit helps us pray. He helps us intercede. Some of you may not have known today that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He teaches us all things. So I just want to, if you want to stand and worship, please stand and worship. It's only for a few more moments. If you want to, if you want to come and take communion, we have communion available if you want to come and take communion this morning. But let's just let Holy Spirit have his way today. It's not about pointing you out what's bad in your life. It's about saying, recalibrate, recalculate, make a U-turn, make different decisions. Just We're going to release just the spirit of wisdom in this place today, this morning. He wants to pray for you. He wants us to lead us into the things of God. Let's just take a few moments before we close and lead us, Tatum, worship team, just lead us. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare your high living home. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here come fly
teams to be able to come. We're going to have some ministry teams over here that will pray for you today. The Holy Spirit is in us for us and on us for others. You know, we want this atmosphere to be permeated with hope. We want this atmosphere to be filled with faith so you can have faith to overcome anything that comes against you. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, are you okay with that? Because we're not. And we want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ, to connect to the presence of the living God, to connect to God. And the Holy Spirit does that today. If you're here today, maybe you can just say, you know what, I need to rededicate my life. We've got prayer teams that will pray for you to rededicate your life to Christ. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I need that wisdom that God's talking about. We want, we want you to be able to have some time to minister this morning. That God will release that wisdom. Maybe you're here today and you can just say, man, I've just, I've just been gotten farther away from God and I want to get closer. And maybe you've not received the Spirit of God in your life or not realized that that GPS is there. God's powerful Spirit, that that GPS is there guiding you. I'm going to pray for your hearing today. If you will, just put your hands on your ears today. I'm just going to ask the Lord to unlock your hearing physically, to be able to hear the voice. Jesus said you're going to hear the voice of the good shepherd. You're going to know that voice. I'm just asking for you to open up the natural ears today, right now in Jesus' name, to be able to hear when you recalibrate, when you give us a U-turn, tell us to U-turn. If you tell us to turn left and we're wanting to go right, I'm just going to ask you to put your hand on your heart today because in the middle of the word heart, there is the word ear because there is an ear in your heart that you hear with and that's where Holy Spirit resides. So we just say that you recalibrate us today, Holy Spirit. Let you be our GPS today as we navigate 
the power of our words, the words of our mouth, the understanding of your Bible, prayer itself. As we navigate wisdom, there's some that need wisdom, that they begin to hear you for wisdom in their life today. I pray for you. I bless you today. I speak a blessing over your life today. Be blessed in your comings and your goings. Be blessed in the things that you do. Be blessed whatever your hands are put to will prosper and will bless the Lord. So I speak a blessing over your life today. I thank you that you open up our GPS. Just ask the Lord, say, open it up. Open up my hearing today. Open up my heart today to hear you even greater. Especially during these difficult times that we're stepping in, but we're going to walking through that you are a good God. You are a good God. And we're going to continue to feast on your goodness and know you have good things in store for us today. I bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. And look, we're just going to keep the lights down and they're just going to play. If you guys want to just, uh, if you, if you want to just hang out here a little bit, hang out some. You got children. We, we bless you. We dismiss you today. If you need prayer today, we're here to pray for you today. You just want to continue to worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord.